This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free. 855-453 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733 as we kick off another week of fun here. Of course, you can bring up whatever you want. That is the point of the show. That's why we call it Free Talk Live. You're free to call in and talk about whatever's on your mind. And it's live seven nights per week. So joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Bradley. Somewhere. And Julia. Brad's here uh, as uh, as our occasional Monday night co-host. Uh, he's been very busy recently with all manner of legalistic sorts of uh, maneuverings. You've got a couple of, uh, at least one case in play in the, the court system up here, and you're taking on a corrupt judge, and people that want to follow uh, all of those filings and documents can do that over at freekeen.com, where you are one of the bloggers there. Yeah, I'm trying very hard to keep a journalist out of uh, jail up here in New Hampshire named Jason Talley, and um, the system up here is coming up after him for the horrific crime of possession of a video camera within a court facility, and uh, the reason that rule got put into place was because a judge up here got caught on camera lying to have someone arrested. Unfortunately, though, you can't really count on the courts to do the right thing, uh, not even some of the time, it seems like, these days. In fact, you've got a court case or a, that's not your case, but that you wanted to tell us about tonight that's going to impact perhaps your privacy the next time you get arrested. And, of course, if you're telling yourself, well, I don't get arrested— just give them time. They're they're making more and more things criminal. Uh, so before you know it, something that you consider a hobby or something that you enjoy might be made into a criminal act. And, you know, they may not tell you about it. And then all of a sudden you'll find out the hard way. Yeah, uh, this this article, it's titled Supreme Court Ruling Allows Strip Searches for Any Offense. And it's in the New York Times today. And um, as someone who's arrested hundreds of people, uh, you know, and has been arrested since I left law enforcement, uh, reading this article really uh, disturbed me, so I wanted to share it with uh, you and your listeners sure. tonight. Uh, Washington, the Supreme Court on Monday ruled by a 5-4 to four vote that officials may strip search people arrested for any offense, however minor, before admitting them to jails, even if the officials have no reason to suspect the presence of contraband. Justice Anthony M. Kennedy, joined by the court's conservative wing, wrote that the courts are in no position to second-guess the judgment of correctional officials who must consider not only the possibility of smuggled weapons and drugs, but also the public health and information about gang affiliations. Well, it did say before they go to jail. I mean, when are you not strip-searched before you go to jail? Well, I mean, see, here's the thing. Here, particularly in New Hampshire, if you get arrested by a police department that is, you know, in a in a you know, an area that isn't populated very heavily, that police department may not have their own police station. They may, it may be a, a one man or a one woman show where mm-hmm. the police officer is going to, if you're going to be arrested for like driving with a suspended license because you didn't pay your parking tickets, that police officer is going to bring you to jail. And according to this ruling by the U.S. Supreme Court, when you're brought to jail because you have a warrant for unpaid parking tickets, uh, it is completely constitutional for the government to strip search you. I'm just surprised that this is uh, that this is new. I mean, I, when you told me about it, I thought they could just strip search you any old time they want. Like, if they're going to keep you in the holding cell at the local police department, they could strip search you there. But you're saying it's only a jail. Right, right. Like, this, this I, is... I've always been strip searched well, at jail, so what's new? When I got arrested for mar- possession of marijuana and I was in a holding cell for 18 hours, I didn't get searched at all. Like, I got a quick little but pat But you weren't down. taken to jail, Right. Or were you? I was in a jail. Yes, it wasn't the police it wasn't department. Wasn't the police department? No, okay. it was the Gun Club Hotel. 
Well, there's there's in that case they went. Then yes, that would change. That would right. Change for so you I didn't get. I mean, you. they just asked me to empty my pockets. I, I might. And they didn't have, empty them for you. I might have gotten a pat down, but it was by a guy, and mm-hmm. he didn't. T- I mean, I could have had drugs in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, they teach police officers how to search women uh, with the back of your hand in case you arrest. Uh, a female in your mail and you're, there's no female officers around. They teach you Isn't how to do silly? it. It's it's very... And, and the Supreme Court, you know, the courts uphold it because of officer safety issues, but I think what people need to understand about this is that there's, an, there's a distinct difference between someone who is pre-trial and someone who is sentenced. Like, for example... The, the uh, correction facility can't make you cut your hair if you're pre-trial because you haven't actually been convicted of anything. I see. And um, so someone who is arrested for, say, having a headlight out, according to this ruling, if you're brought to uh, you know a correctional facility, they can strip search you if that's their practice and procedure. So Right. So anybody just being brought into a holding tank can now be strip searched in places where they perhaps previously weren't. Yes. The, I, I'm not sure if this is happening up in Maine, if that's where this case came from, but um, I'm sure the, the article goes on to, to talk about it. So so, uh, so now, when you were in jail, Julia, you said that uh, you did not get strip searched. No. And you aren't sure if you recall being patted down. If I, if I did get patted down, it was not very thorough because mm-hmm. what I do remember is thinking, wow, I could have had drugs in my bra. Got it. Well, you know, I, I, always, I find it silly, the idea that uh, somehow it's different for some – like – the idea behind, okay, let's use the backs of our hands to search someone, is the suggestion there that this is somehow more, I guess, respectful towards someone? Or like is the, like the guy who's doing the searching, if he's a pervert, is somehow not going to get off on using the back sides of his hands versus the front sides of his hands? What's the rationale there? They can't grab you. Well, I mean, as someone who has pressed the back of his hand to many a female breast on the side of the road, yeah. um, the intent of it is to make it quite clear, you know, you say to the the person you're arresting, you know, I'm I'm going to search you with the back of my hand. You I'm know? not groping you. I'm not groping you. I'm just you. searching you. I can't, you can't, my hand, <laughs> my hand will not grope that way, you know? Yeah, like, I see what you're saying. It's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a tricky thing. And I'll tell you right Seems now. Seems like a real subtle difference to me. Well, it is a subtle difference, but you know, I, there's been plenty of females that i have not searched as thoroughly as i should have simply Mm -hmm. because it's uncomfortable right you know and you don't want to be accused of something being accused of something like that alone is uh you know is is damaging there was uh, one time i won't say who but uh, when i was in jail one of the guards was a female who just didn't search guys coming back from the uh like doing stuff during the day so i would go out to the kitchen and normally when you – I mean you're, you're completely in mostly secure areas and these – and they've got cameras on you at all times. So it's not like you would really have anything anyway. From what I heard is they were looking for notes. They're looking for prisoners passing notes to one another is what they're searching for. So like when you'd come back from working out during the day – they even if it was within the facility i didn't go outside the facility i was in the facility the whole time like in the kitchen so they'd walk you back in you'd come back into the uh the the block the cell block and if there was this one woman that was working and she wasn't on like if one if the guy that was working with her wasn't there at the moment she'd just wave you on through so it's just all completely arbitrary. Well, I think this next paragraph makes it quite clear the sad state of affairs here, right. here in the United States. The procedure endorsed by the majority are forbidden by the st- by statute in at least 10 states and are at odds with the policies of federal authorities. According to a supp- supporting brief filed by the American Bar Association, international human rights treaties also ban the procedures wow. that are now 
constitutionally legal, according to the uh, United States Supreme what Court. What does that mean? I mean, do they give you an example of what they're talking about there? Um, Are we talking about cavity searching? It, it says strip search, and obviously there's a difference between a body cavity and a strip search. However, uh, it is my understanding that when you enter a uh, correctional facility and you are strip searched, you do have to bend over, which does give a view of your body cavity. Bend over and cough. Right. So whether or not the view has any depth to it, it's still a relatively intrusive measure that, mm. you know, that someone who very well could be innocent of whatever they're charged with must undergo. I mean, it's, it's abusive. And, right. And, right. And, and it could really be offensive to somebody yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, when I, when I was arrested by the federal government, by uh, the Customs and Border Protection last year in, in July, uh, I was concerned what they were going to do to me because I was at the border. But, you know, I mean, the border is a little bit different than, you know, you're driving down the street in Keene, New Hampshire, you're arrested, brought to jail, and now, you know, you're naked in front of strangers. You know, that's essentially what this what this says. Your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. So the Supreme Court voting to legalize strip searches that, as you say, in 10 states are actually forbidden. Forbidden. So does that mean the Fed... This Fed decision is going to override those local statutes? No, it wouldn't override local statutes. It would only clear clear it up where there's a question about whether or not it's constitutional or not. Toll-free number here, 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Because, yeah, I mean, the Founding Fathers obviously intended people to be strip-searched when they wrote the Constitution, right? 855-450-FREE. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. And those features include listening choices. You have uh, three live stream choices, including broadband, midband, and narrowband streams. Also, the radio listening options are over 100 AM and FM radio stations across the country that air the show at various different times throughout the week. Our satellite listening choices include XM Satellite Radio, where we are on two different XM channels throughout the week. Also, our free-to-air KU Band channel is available to you. The webcam and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance over at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. And once again, our toll-free number here is 855-450-FREE. Give you an update on what's uh, going on with strip searches in this country. Apparently, the federal government now legalizing a practice uh, that, in some states, 
is completely illegal, which, according to you, Brad, that won't actually legalize it in those states, but it is going to justify using that practice more often in other places. Right. Each state, you know, can set, can pass a law that makes, uh, that restricts what the government can do, but the, the Constitution is sort of like the last line of what the government can do, and the Supreme Court of the United States has said that, you know, if you're arrested for anything, you can be strip searched if brought into a correctional facility. So beware of uh, that. And of course, there are other there's other news out there that we've certainly seen more uh, students being arrested. Uh, there's we talked previously about how in Texas uh, they literally arrest thousands of students as young as fourth grade or something like that. Very, very young elementary school students all the way up to you know obviously most of them being arrested in middle and high school, but charging them with class C misdemeanors. And then racking them up with, uh, you know, hundreds of dollars in fines. And if they don't pay the fines when they turn 17, uh, then they will, you know, they're not going to have the, the record expunged, basically, as I understand it. And they're going to carry over as, as criminal acts into uh, to adulthood and they'll still owe that money. So they're really just getting people into the system as early as they possibly can. And in this story, according to Digital Trends over at Yahoo News... This gentleman didn't get charged with a crime, but he was expelled for swearing on Twitter. And how far away are we before someone is charged with some sort of a criminal act? I mean, because it seems like they've got a crime for everything these days. If you can be expelled for swearing on Twitter, why not be charged with some kind of Class C misdemeanor? I mean, uh, inappropriate language. Well, states are passing these bully laws that if you bully somebody and hurt their feelings, it's now turning into criminal acts. So I very well could see someone getting charged under the uh, cyberbullying laws for tweeting. No doubt. When, I, a- when I was expelled from high school, it was very much a legal thing. Like, I was expelled and also I had to and go to court. charged criminally? Uh, I went to a series of court hearings. I know that much. So it was juvenile court then? Yeah, I was pretty young, so I don't... You know, I don't remember much. I didn't know much about how the legal system works, but there were a lot of legal issues. They call that up here CHINS, and that stands for Child in Need of Services. And essentially, if you disobey your parents or if you are truant from school too often, mm. uh, the school or the police or your parents can go to court and make make you show up in court. And then the, the criminal justice system orders you to comply with what your parents say. Yeah, that was not, right. that was not the case. My parents fought <laughs> fought hard for me not to go to some jail thing. But didn't you guys have to run? Like you had yeah, to get out of Iowa. My parents left the state. Uh, they Idaho. Yeah, it was Idaho. They sent me away, and um, I never went back. So who knows? There could be a warrant for my arrest or something in the state. I have no oh idea. My. Well, as if being in high school weren't already hard enough, a senior at Garrett High School in Indiana has been expelled for posting a tweet on his personal Twitter account that contained the f word multiple times. Despite that, I can tell you when I was in high school, I was a pretty prolific user of the F word. I mean, I'm not anymore, but back then, you know, it was cool to curse. So it's pretty typical for high schoolers to uh, lace their statements with profanity, I would say. Despite the fact that the student Austin Carroll sent the tweets at 2.30 a.m. from his own home, the school decided to kick him out because he used a school-owned computer to post the tweet. Oh, snap. According to Indiana's News Center, Carol said, If my account is on my own personal account, I don't think the school or anybody should be looking at it because it's my own personal stuff and it's none of their business. And I would happen to agree with him. 
Well, I mean, this is the government like giving you, you know, a tool and then restricting your ability to use it and right. picking which words they want you to use. And it's, you know, these things are bought with taxpayer money, you know, and that money was forcibly taken from people. So it's it's classic government control of of what you how you want to express yourself. It's pretty disturbing. And look, I'm not in favor of government schools. I don't think that governments should be buying laptops for every student. And I imagine the laptops are probably pretty crappy over, you know, because if you don't own something, you don't take care of it very well. So if you inherit this laptop from some other kid from the year previous, remember how you got the government school textbooks and there's always all kinds of just stuff written in them. Oh, I used to leave notes for the next person. Yeah. Um, So... People just don't take care of things very well, so you're not going to take care of that that government laptop very effectively. But the the idea being that uh, they can just control everything you say, even when you're not on school campus, it's pretty disturbing. And even if he wasn't on his his school issued laptop, by the way, how did they determine that he was using the laptop? He must have admitted it. Well, right? don't you remember what happened? I think it was in Pennsylvania last year where this school laptop they had this spyware the cameras. Yeah, the cameras. They turned on the cameras and like. Saw somebody. Uh, they thought he had like cocaine. It, I'll look it up. It was a yeah. Funny I remember story. hearing about that story. Yeah. I thought it was Florida, but whatever. It could be anywhere. This yeah. stuff can happen. <laughs> yeah, you know, this could be your town where this story is coming from, and that's why it's important to to point these things out. So they put these laptops in these kids' hands, but how did it? They end up determining that he was using the laptop. I would imagine it was because he basically spilled the beans, right? Because otherwise. You'd have to have some kind of uh, serious forensic software or a keylogger or something like that. You'd have to have some sort of way to prove that he had posted from that particular computer, yeah. and there would be no way to – I mean, just as a standard web browser, sure, you can look at the history of the web browser. But you're not going to see the MAC address of the network adapter that connects no. to the internet, you know, and they no. would have to find that. Chances are the kid spilled spilled his guts and and incriminated himself. Right, and but the, the really the disturbing part is how did they find out in the first place? They must be monitoring their students' Twitter accounts, right? They must have some sort of an active program. Either that, or someone someone decided they were going to tell the teacher or tell the office or the administrator that someone t- cursed. I mean, how? How likely is that? I mean, I understand that there are some goody two-shoes in every school, but how likely is it that one of them is going to snitch somebody off or something they say on a Twitter profile? I mean, I don't know. I'm not in school these days, so I don't know how likely that is. It's awfully creepy. I have no idea. Right. So either either a, a fellow student saw this and reported them, which seems really unusual, or somebody within the school, an administrative or teaching position, has the Twitter information for a bunch of their students and is keeping an eye on things. I I hope this kid who got expelled is going to fight this and file a lawsuit. Well, we'll tell you more about the story here because I've just scratched the surface on it. 855-450-FREE. And if you're in a government high school today and you can, I don't know, maybe shed a little bit of light on this, how how common is it that the, the high school knows what your Twitter feed is? How do they even know this stuff? 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. This is Free Talk Live. In every age, a technology is created that upends the foundations of society, the wheel. 
the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. the airwaves by dialing in toll-free the number for you 855-450-FREE that's 1-855-450-3733 and of course you can join us over on our website at freetalklive.com enjoy all the features that await you there once again freetalklive.com and here with you tonight it's ian bradley and julia and free talk live is brought to you by SACL cai they have a full orbed approach to account recovery it's really three companies in one they do collections early out billing and they purchase charged off receivables SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you their staff is respectful they record every call and they have the best equipment money can buy so your business is handled as efficiently as possible See their banner right at the top of our banner column over at freetalklive.com. Get in touch with SACL if you need collections done with respect. All right, so again, our number 855-450-FREE. News tonight uh, out of the crazed government schools out there is about a senior at uh, Garrett High School in Indiana who's been expelled for posting a tweet on his personal Twitter account that contained the F word. Now, the reason why they say they went after him is because he used a school-owned computer to post the tweet. Carol's pretty upset about it. According to Digital Trends, now it might be one thing if the curse word were used to verbally attack another student or school faculty member, but that's far from the case. As Carol explains, the tweet read something like this. Beep is one of those beep words you can beep put anywhere in a beep sentence and it still beep makes sense. And that's his that was his tweet. If you ask us, that's not even noteworthy, considering some of the insanely offensive drivel you can find on Twitter in about four seconds. Also, he's How in high school. The bathroom walls at school in a high school. Sure. It sounds like he was making like an expressive opinion, too. He wasn't like he wasn't like dropping the word to be used as disrespect to someone he was I don't, yeah I agree he was you. just being funny yeah he was saying this is a word that you know i can use in any context i know for a fact that i've said that sentence before probably in high school what do you expect they ask he's in high school regardless that's not even the most offensive part that pitiful award goes to this little tidbit via the indiana news center they reported that the principal at garrett high school claims their system tracks all the tweets on twitter when a student logs in, so there's the answer to my question. How do how do they know? I said, well, how do they know where his Twitter account is, and are they watching him? And apparently, yes, they are. They need to mold him into a good citizen. Meaning, even if he did tweet it from home, their system could have recognized it when he logged in again at school. Hmm. So, I guess the lesson here is don't log into Twitter from your government issued laptop. Yeah. As Mike Masnick at Tech Dirt points out, it's entirely likely the school violated Carol's First Amendment rights by expelling him for simply expressing himself. Oh, pshaw. They do that stuff all the time. You don't have First Amendment rights at government high school. I remember, I remember the principal told me that. And it's true. 
They well, can they can completely restrict your freedom of speech. You have very limited ones, and the the there's actually a test. It's called the Tinker Test, and it came out during Vietnam, and it had to do with um, people going to school and protesting the Vietnam War and wearing a black uh, armband around mm-hmm, their sure. arm. And so it was the Des Moines uh, school district in Iowa that uh, suspended these. Uh, this person and um, I think it was a brother and sister, and the um, you know the courts today they have to balance out the quote unquote right of free speech in a government school system and essentially, like you said, I mean your right to speak in government school is restricted probably the highest anywhere, probably even more so than in jail. Yeah, more definitely more so than in jail. Absolutely, in jail you can use the f word and not. It's be... used all over the place. I had to. Uh, I had to really watch myself when I got out of jail after being in there for yeah. two months. You learned Everything to swear in like there a sailor. F in this and f in that, and I mean, just they throw that word in everywhere. Right. If you don't use it, like people can't communicate with you. Like right. you need to. So, uh, so yeah, so they're checking out your tweets, and that's really creepy. So, what are they doing at your school? What are they? What are they doing that you don't even know about? What levels of uh, of invasion of your privacy are they engaging in that we're not even aware of? Well, I mean, I mean, they got caught red-handed at this one because they had to basically had to admit how well we figured it out because, uh, well, we're reading everything. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we watch you day and night. Now, I support. Uh, you know, if this was a private-run school, it's their computer, so they can set the rules for their computer. But the issue here is that it was paid for with your money. Well, I don't even know if that's really the issue. I, really? I, I mean, you're going to give somebody a laptop and then micromanage what? I don't necessarily agree with show? it, but I believe that they have the right if it's indeed their property. Well, it can't really be their property because uh, that's what I just said. If it were a private <laughs> oh, school, oh, that's oh, what I just said. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So he's saying that's not the issue. He finds it creepy anyway, and I'm saying, well, regardless, if I have, a, if I really own a computer, I can tell you what you can and cannot do on, with it. Sure, you know. But I wonder, you know, did he sign an agreement that said, "I will not tweet the f bomb"? <laughs> I'm or sure. I, won't be profane with this I imagine that there are rules in school against using Twitter and Facebook that are well known. Because when I was in school, there was rules against cell phones, MP3 players, all kinds of things. It does say here that you can log into Twitter from school. Apparently, really? Yeah, or yeah, from Twitter. But I you can't that- from the laptop. Or you can, but you can't say bad words. Right. You can't post naughty things. Well, that's stupid. On Twitter. Now, I know that at the local school, they do block Facebook. I was there at a school board meeting, and they had a, an internet connection that was open, although it, it hasn't been there since since that one meeting. Uh, but Facebook was blocked there. So I guess you know different schools have different policies about what they allow you. So I just hooked up Tor on my uh, laptop and got on, <laughs> got on Facebook through Tor. Well, if there's anyone out there who goes to a school that can hear me right now, that goes to a school that has a policy like this, you might want to consider, again, I'm not a lawyer, but if you were to tweet, I disagree with this policy because I wish I could be able to say, you know, this word and actually say the word. It might actually turn your speech into protected political speech, and then you might have a good lawsuit if they come after you. Because specifically you disagree with the policy? You're disagreeing with the policy, and you're speaking out against it. Yeah. Yeah, that would be interesting. Now, you know, how many lawyers are willing to get behind these sorts of things? I would hope that they're out there, and I think that I think that free speech in high school is a very important thing. Absolutely. And uh, in fact, we were just recently encountering something about that here in the Keene area because some of us have been doing what's a very offensive uh, form of outreach, apparently called uh, school outreach, where some of us will go out to the local high schools uh, and the college and the middle school. 
and hand out information to the youngsters as they're getting out of school. And the reason why we uh, have to do it outside of school campus is because we've been threatened with trespass. I've been banned from every single school district property in the entire Keene School District, including the administrative building. And like everything that the school district owns, I've been banned from simply because I attempted to engage in free speech. But the thing is, it's not just me. They also restrict their own students as well. So there was a student who wanted to assist us in handing this information out, and the cops came over and threatened her as well. And she was told that she needs to go and get permission to hand something out on campus. Not only that, that's at the high school. I I figured college would be better than high school, but no, they have the same policy at the college campus. The, uh, The campus security guards came up and threatened me there. Because I was handing stuff out one time, and I mean, I've handed it up more than once, but uh, they caught me one time, and they, they told me that if, if I continued handing things out, they would call the Keene police, and that I would be told that, uh, you know, give it a no trespass order for the college campus. So, and I asked them the same question. I said, well, well, what if I were a student? Would I be able to stand here in this common area, this very busy common area where people crossing through when they're going from class to class, and would I be able to hand things out to my fellow students? Nope. You can't do that unless you have permission. That's ridiculous. I mean, as a college, I mean, you you would think that colleges they they kind of they portray themselves as these institutions of learning and free speech is recognized and you know it's appreciated here. This is college. It's not like high school. This is where but your mind can grow. It's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. I was apparently you haven't seen the sign that's posted in front of Keene State College at the entrance. What? No, I haven't. What's that say? Come here and learn. Go forth and serve. That's right. Oh Jesus. Yeah, eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Well, learn what they want you to learn, and uh, or to teaching college. Well, their excuse is, by the way, that uh, they'll let you they'll let you give out what you want, but you have to have a table in the student center. And you can't speak to anyone. So if you're walking by the table, I can't say, hey, Brad, come on over here and check this out. Or, hey, would you like to see this? No, you can't do that. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live at 855-450-FREE. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some Bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. And join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And join the features that you will find there. Uh, Once again, freetalklive.com. If you like the show and want to help support Free Talk Live, I would invite you to become an amplifier. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the concept is a simple one. You, If you like the show, send us 3 bucks a month. We take that money, invest it into Free Talk Live, and get on more radio stations across the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board with the program and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So head on over 
to amp.freetalklive.com where you can get signed up. Once again, that's amp.freetalklive.com. And you get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum and podcast and more. Go get the details and get on board with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our site over at amp.freetalklive.com. Now, maybe you are currently in a government school and you'd like to explain to us the absurdities that you've experienced. It doesn't have to necessarily be in the area of free speech, although that's what we're focusing on right now, where one student, a senior, has been expelled from school. That's harsh. Yeah, that's not just a suspension. You've been expelled. That's that's like for the rest of the year, isn't it? You've been kicked uh, out. It can be for the rest of forever. Really? Like expulsion can be, like I was expelled for the rest of the year. And when I was allowed to go to public high school again, I had to get accepted into public high school again. So, so they could still say, no, we no. don't want you. Hmm. You're a bad kid. So and, they and they could, you, Wait, did they force you to go to the bad kid's school? They tried, but my parents moved me out of state. Before that could happen. Yeah. but I So I went to a, uh, a really awesome, um, like a college that had a high school program. And it was like, work at your own pace. We went there. There was a teacher, but they didn't teach anything. You had like mm-hmm. a list of things that you had to do. And if you needed help, you could go up and ask. And then that would be the credit. And it was really, really, really great. And then uh, we moved. So I had to go to a, back to a public high school and we had to have a meeting. And I had, you know what I mean? Mm. I was on strict watch. You know, if you do anything bad, we're going to get you. And, and, uh, and I did one semester at public school and I couldn't go back. Getting sent to the bad kids' school wouldn't be the worst thing they could do to you. I mean, they could medicate you. They do that quite frequently. Oh, well, I did have, they, they tried stuff like that. As part really? of the thing, I had to go to a psychiatrist, I think. Oh, boy. And there was a creepy doctor that would ask me weird questions, like sexual questions that I did not like. I was 15, 16, and I remember wow. I telling my mom, I do not like this guy, and I had to go. You know, I because it was a state-approved psychiatrist. And did but he, he prescribe something? No, he didn't. But he could have, you know what I mean? I, and I, I then think if he prescribed it, would they mandate that you take it in order to go probably. to school? Probably. They do. Yeah. That is terrible. Yeah. I only had to go a few times. It was just like an evaluation style thing. But I just remember he was asking me all kinds of really personal questions that a 16-year-old is not comfortable answering. And I felt very, very bad about Especially it. Especially to a person who's in a position of authority over yeah. you because you're a kid and, you know, anyone who works for the school is, you know, in a position of authority. Sure. <laughs> right, and it's normally uh, really illegal to use your position of authority to gain sexual favors, even if it's someone who's over the age of 18. Yeah, well, I mean... Not that he was looking for sexual favors, but he was kind of in that department, right? Like, he was in the sex department. It should have been a female speaking to a young lady. I mean, it should have been a staff member who was female. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, isn't that... Wouldn't that be a little more appropriate? You'd think. Well, so... You're welcome to share your uh, your stories, your experiences with these government schools. But, you know, I don't know how many times you have to say it, but I know people are brand new to the show every night. So it behooves us to put it out there. Get your kids out of this government school system. Agreed. I mean, the longer they're in there, the more likely they're going to do something that you didn't know was illegal. This guy didn't know that by tweeting the F-bomb... That he would be expelled from school? He had no idea. What seems unreasonable to me about that is that if you were to say the F word in In school, school, I imagine you would get suspended or ISS in school suspension, that kind of thing. I can't imagine that an expulsion would hold up for just cursing. What I think would be really interesting is if, say, for instance, a kid were to suggest that I think a constitutional amendment needs to be introduced to allow students to say the word 
you know, insert your word here, uh, yeah. and they hand, you know, and then they start saying that in school and handing out flyers, you know, supporting a constitutional amendment change. How can this? How can they how go can after they them say then? You can't do that because that's totally inside the system. Absolutely kind of working. Right. Yeah, I like I like the way you think on troll this harder, right. troll harder. Well, right. I mean, once you're inside the system, you might as well you might as well try to use their system against them because you yeah. don't have any other options. If you're stuck in this government school, then you might as well, like you're saying, troll them. Right. If you can. Right. But if it gets you more freedom. But get the hell out, if if at all possible. I mean, hopefully your parents are concerned about you, and uh, and or if you are a parent, you're concerned about your kids and. Uh, hello, they've got zero tolerance policies all over the place. Your kid brings a butter knife to school. All of a sudden, they're expelled for that. My mom says that she wished that she had put us in Catholic school. And my parents aren't religious, but it was just mm. a better school. And uh, But they couldn't afford it. You know, when we were young, they couldn't afford sure. it. So Who can? Yeah. Not, not, if you're, not if you're paying thousands of dollars in property taxes on top of... And then to have to, on top of that, pay for a private school. It's very difficult for uh, for people to accomplish that. And the, the people inside the system know it. They know they've got you strung up and they've got you up against the wall and they're going to do whatever they want. And, of course, things keep getting worse as time goes on, as uh, as more of this insanity comes out. Now, there is somebody over here at Tech Dirt who's saying that uh, the school district violated, the school violated this young man's First Amendment rights by expelling him for simply expressing himself in the t- uh, the case Tinker, which you mentioned earlier, Brad, uh, D- Tinker versus Des Moines Independent Community School District ruled that students in public schools have a constitutional right to free speech, though some later cases limit speech when it applies to school-sponsored events, sexual innuendo, and talk about illegal drug use. Unfortunately, it appears that we will not find out the constitutionality of the specific case, as Carroll has opted to finish his last three months of high school at another school, even though students at his school threatened to protest over the matter, causing the school to call the police. Uh-oh. You ever been called to a school? I have many times. Because you were eleven years as a police officer. Yeah, I've 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 stood at the entrance to schools searching bags. I've really. Oh yeah, absolutely. Why was there like a bomb threat on that one day, or was it they searched bags every single day at that school? Um, this was back in two thousand and one, I believe, was the last time I did it. But they, um, yeah, and there's random bag searches of people coming into the school. So they just called in uh, the police department to do random bag searches yep. one day. Yep. See, this is a world I don't even, I, I mean, I don't know. It, this did not happen to me when I was in government school in, you know, pre-1998. I was there. It happened, and I did it. Did you ever find anything inter- interesting? Um, <laughs> no, no comment. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever find something and just let it go? Oh, God, all the time. Yeah. All the time. That's good. Yeah. I like to hear those stories. <laughs> Thanks for doing that. Sure. One eight five five four fifty three. I bet that kid really liked it too, or whoever whoever it was. That oh God, there's just so many people, so yeah. many people all over the place. You know, right? Like if you'd actually uh, cracked down on every bag that you found something, you probably would have had a bunch of arrests. Yeah, right? and you know, uh, most police officers, even the drug warriors, uh, tend to uh, not be as hard as you might think. You know, if there's no one really? looking, yeah. The uh, the dare officer at the department I used to work uh, work for. I mean, he uh, he was pretty reasonable about discretion when it comes to when it comes to what would uh, he do confiscate and just let him go no no the, typically the police just throw it you know just let it go let it throw it out on the side of the road kick it into the dirt make someone empty their bag out you know right you know i mean certainly those types of things i don't advocate anymore because we're talking about personal property that you know is completely harmless however you know i mean i'd r- much rather a police officer make a kid throw something on the side of the road than make him a criminal for life and the motivations of the shakedowns at the school was drugs, not guns? Drugs, yes. Drugs. 
If you'd found a gun, though, I'd imagine that wouldn't have been acceptable. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, that would, would have been illegal. It, actually, an interesting story. In New Hampshire, it's illegal to carry a gun to school, but I actually was a cop before I graduated high school. And state law says specifically, you have to be expelled if you carry a gun to school. Mm-hmm. And I carried a handgun to school on internship day, and I was in uniform, and the school board didn't know what to do because state law said I had to be expelled, but I happened to be a police officer <laughs> at the time. It was, it was actually pretty interesting. Oh, so you got away with it back then, but now yep. you tried to carry a gun in to a college campus a few months ago and oh, they yeah. didn't like that very much. Yeah, I was a high school student carrying a, a handgun in a high school but I couldn't carry a gun at a college campus, you know, it's ridiculous. Right, and that was something that happened back in December, December. it was it yeah. stirred up quite a bit of controversy that case didn't end up going anywhere, did it? Interestingly, I was just emailing back and forth with the council uh, about it, I've actually decided to take the case over myself and uh, uh, um, considering fighting it up at the Supreme Court It's not too late? Nope, not too late. Isn't there like a 30-day appeal window on that stuff? Well, uh, essentially for anyone who doesn't know, here in New Hampshire, uh, we have a public university system like in most states. And the public university here has a policy that completely conflicts with state law because state law says the political subdivision can't ban guns. They do. They got a restraining order against me because I said I was going to go there with a gun and uh, I'm going to be fighting it to the Supreme Court most likely. Interesting. Well, I hope you will keep us apprised. Oh, absolutely. 855-453-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. As usual, their own rules don't make any sense. They contradict each other and they just arbitrarily decide to do whatever they want. 855-450-3733. Hour two's next. You can take control this is Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com. Take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features on the site there, so enjoy them. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. And Bradley. And Julia. All right, so 855-453-3733. And uh, so we'll continue, and we will take your calls about whatever's on your mind. We were talking in the last hour, for those of you just tuning in, about school and the lack of free speech in government school. How one senior in Indiana has been expelled, expelled, for tweeting the F-bomb. And he wasn't even, as the article points out, tweeting it like, Mr. So-and-so's an effing jerk. You know, no, he didn't say anything about anybody. He just... Had a sentence that he was analyzing the the f bomb, and it really had it wasn't even an offensive like any kind of a slight against anyone or anything like that. Had it had been offensive, and and say he did say that against like the principal, I would say that that too is protected speech. I would agree because if you read the First Amendment, it says no law. You know, you can't make any law about speech. Oh, don't worry, they didn't make a law about it. It's just a school uh, school rule. It's not a law. 
So, uh, but no, we've seen stories where they have attacked the principal, or they've created maybe like a Facebook page for the principal, and then people don't like that principal, so they'll comment on the Facebook page for the principal, and they'll say, so Mr. So-and-so is a jerk, or whatever it is they say on the Facebook page, and then the kids who created the Facebook page get in trouble, and the kids that commented on it, they get in trouble as well. I'm not saying that's okay either, but this guy's tweet didn't even go to that extent. It, it was didn't expression. even cross that line. It was expression. He was yeah. he was expressing his affinity for that particular word. Right. And uh, so it's just – it's sad. And as was recommended last hour, get your kids out of these government schools because before you know it, they're going to do something that you – when you were in high school would have been just typical, like you know, moon somebody out the back of the bus window or flip someone the bird or write on a desk or pass a note. And then before you know it, these things are going to be made into criminal acts. And if you think I'm exaggerating, the Texas story I mentioned last hour literally – Kids are being charged with misdemeanor offenses for doing things like talking out of turn and writing on a desk and, you know, mooning somebody out the bus window. Government These- government teachers in New Hampshire can actually spank children legally. Really? Corporal punishment is legal for teachers in New Hampshire. That's really disturbing. I thought that uh, most places had gotten rid of that. Nope, that's that's a fact. <laughs> is it, it so? Well, wow. you used to be able to smoke at school. At high school? Mm-hmm. Like not maybe in not lifetime. in a classroom. I know I'm talking like back in the seventies, okay. but um, not you know not in the classroom. But right. there was kids in high school. There was like a smoking area. I'm pretty sure. Wow, that back in the day when you could bring a gun to school too, you could bring a gun Probably. and smoke a cigarette <laughs> at yeah. the same time. Yeah, I mean, teachers literally can slap students. I, I don't think it happens. That's uh, insane. But it legally is protected assault under state so law. So you wouldn't be able right. So you wouldn't be able to sue them for that. Is what you're saying? No. Wow. So your experiences are welcome at 855-450 for you. We've got other school-related news since we're on the topic. Uh, According to an Australian study cited by myfoxdc.com in Sydney, children are being lumbered with hours of – lumbered, that's definitely an Australian term – with hours of uh, school homework every week. But the extra slog doesn't do them any good, according to an Australian study. Research reveals elementary school homework offers no – real benefit and only limited results in junior high school only senior students in grades 11 and 12 benefit from after school work according to the associate professor of uh, sydney university's education facility richard walker he said that what the research shows is that in countries where they spend more time on homework the achievement results are lower He says the amount of homework is really a critical issue for kids. If they're overloaded, they're not going to be happy, and they're not going to enjoy it. Have you ever enjoyed doing homework? No. I don't think I ever did homework. Really? You were one of those, Yeah, I was one of those, too. I did it in homeroom. See, I was the opposite. I would do all the homework, but I would never study for tests. Really? Yep. See how easy it is to graduate from high school? You just had to pick a strategy. Right. (laughs) Remember, use the test to take the test. I don't know what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I you know I I did I bombed out on some of those tests as a result of it, but managed to get through it. Uh, according to the study here, there are other things that kids want to do that are very valuable for them to be doing. I don't think anyone except senior high school students should be doing a couple of hours of homework. Again, this from the study. At the moment, homework is often an add-on because the parents want it. Really? Well. I kind of believe that, and and um, just based on my experience growing up and like parents who I work with who talk about their kids, you know, they're not with their kids in school, so I, I think that they feel if they see their kid doing homework, 
they feel like they're... Oh, he's learning. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like when <laughs> I didn't have homework, my dad would make me read his college history books. Oh, wow. So, you know... you know, so, Yeah. Did Ugh. you ever think that maybe they give homework because, like, parents lobby the school board so, like, they have time away from their kids? So They have the whole day! <laughs> Yeah, That's but crazy. Par- parents are usually working, though. Parents would, will be true. working. It also could be the, well, I had homework, so you should have homework. You know, people are very weird slave about... Slave violence. Slave violence. Yeah. Yeah. Slave cycle of abuse, yeah. Yep. It very well could be that. one yeah. 855 is the toll-free number. There's a little bit more uh, to the to the news on that, but I think it's interesting because I've never heard of anyone studying homework before and and actually coming out with the idea that it's it's actually not valuable. Teachers are advised to keep homework levels low in primary school. Uh, Dr. Ben Edwards, who's the manager of the study of 10,000 children, so it's a pretty significant sample size here, said a small portion of children did more than seven hours of homework per week that could be attributed to extracurricular studies. Uh, according to the story here, the majority of 10- and 11-year-olds do less than two hours of homework per week. That doesn't seem like a whole lot. I mean, I don't recall how much I had, but I'm pretty sure it was more than that. Ten hours? Yeah, but if you think... Two, it says here. Oh, two. two. Oh, if you think right. about it, if you spend all day in school, and then you have to go home, and you have to do home, more school, it's so much school in one day. Yeah, it's really... It's brutal. Let's go to Vince in Indy, listening to WXNT. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Ian and Riley and Julia. How are you all doing? Just I should mention ladies. I should always mention ladies Indeed. first. Indeed. But... <laughs> ladies first. Go ahead, Vince, with your thoughts. I wanted to... This appeared on the Indianapolis Star here on March 19th. What's that? And uh, this gentleman who is a small claims judge, elected small claims judge in Franklin Township, well, he's the uh, lawyer for the school corporation. Well, they file claims in another township to avoid the impropriety of theirs. But they sued parents for book fees, they were suing them for bus fees, but the state of Indiana said they can't do that. So they're suing um, parents for book fees. Book, book fees, like like about hundred bucks. But there are lots of, a couple of school corporations do that, and they do it in other townships because it's a part of what they call forum shopping here in Indiana. I was going to send you the articles on that as soon as they get the final rules. So what does that mean? I mean? Why are they suing a parent over? I, I'm confused. As a parent, why would I be being sued for a hundred dollars for a book fee? What What does that mean? Is it if my child well, destroys a book, or is it they're charging parents for books now and they're not paying? They're charging them book fees. I mean, there's a couple school corporations that do that here in Marion County, and when the parents don't pay, they take them in the small claims court. And when you say a school corporation, do you mean like the school district as a corporation, or what is what corporation? I'm sorry, if you already well, told me. the district. You see, in in Indiana, we have township schools. So, like Franklin Township, yeah, which they mentioned here, goes into a place called Warren Township, files a lawsuit against the parents to pay the book fees, and they, uh, you know, and what it was was the judge and. Franklin Township, it's his law firm that represents school. Oh, I see. I see what you're saying. And they are, this is, I, I, this is only, I think only, and there's another one here in Marion County, and it's a, a big Man. issue with this. So you're saying that the parents get these book fees assessed in the beginning of the year, they don't pay them, and then the mm-hmm. school board comes after them via yeah. some politically connected 
the judge's lawyers. the judge's own firm files a small claim. Lovely, Vince. Thanks for the call. And the, uh, the heads uh-huh. up. Appreciate it, man. Eight five five four fifty free is the SACL CAI toll free line. It's never enough. It doesn't matter that they're getting thousands of dollars per year per student uh, from the taxpayers. It's never enough. Let's charge the parents now for books. 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk live. You can dial in toll free. Bring up whatever you want. Eight five five four fifty three. The SACL CAI toll free line. And of course, you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got news updates. You get signed up, and we'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com. Get signed up. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook. Whatever works best for you. Again, news.freetalklive.com. Although, don't go from your school-approved laptop, because apparently in some school districts, they're monitoring your use of Twitter and Facebook through the laptop. Actually, not just through the laptop, but period. They're just monitoring you, and it's creepy. I've been disturbed for a while of the just the ability for like employers and and schools and just places like that to go in and use stuff on your Facebook against you. Like some employers are asking for passwords, which now. is insane. I I wouldn't take a job. I would say, you know, I, if I'll give away my password to you, which is likely the same as all my other passwords, would you trust me to keep one of your passwords secret? I mean, that's crazy. Well, I guess the idea would be that you could change. They're going to check it out once, and then you can change it. But honestly, I don't. What really... if you don't have a Facebook? Because that's what I would say. I don't have one. <laughs> right. You can't search for me. Well, then they find your Facebook and you say, can't you're, search say for me. you're just untruthful. You can't search for me. Oh, you type oh. in Julia Miranda, I'm not there. Yeah. So, yeah, you can make that setting on your Facebook. And I made it as soon as I got a good job because I don't want anyone looking at it. That makes sense. Hmm. You know, uh, but you think about what people do now. They, um, you know, when when people get uh, get a new job, they're they're desperate. They, It's a tough economy, so they want... You know, they want to be able to have work. And if it's choose from a job, you know, you either have a job that you have or you have no job. And the job that you have wants you to give up your Facebook information. I bet a lot of people are going to give that up. It's crazy. I I don't understand how anyone could feel justified in asking for anybody's password. Like not give me the link to your profile so I can look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're let me need all log your into your pass. Let me log into your Facebook. No, absolutely I agree with you. I, I think it's great that you're principled enough to say no to something like that. I think a lot of people are going to feel like they're between a rock and a hard place. And well, that do sucks. It. Well, you're also a very well educated liberty activist, Julia, who typically doesn't you know get intimidated by authority. A lot of people view their employer as you know, a person in a position of authority. And if mm-hmm. they say, give me your password, most people gonna are going to be it. like, yes, sir. 
And why? Uh, you know, a lot of this goes back to what we were talking about before the break. Public schools teach you obedience to authority under all circumstances. Raise your hand. Boy, they sure do. You know? I, and it's sad. This is one of the things that has been the most uh, disturbing part to me about what has happened with the local high school. Actually, it's a high school slash middle school, the Monadnock Regional High School here in the area. There's some kids there that are royally upset that uh, some of us liberty activist types went out and handed out information on their campus. And their position is effectively, well, you should have asked permission. Oh, if you'd only just asked permission, we would have loved you, they say. If you'd just have gone through the process and uh, gone to the school board and filled out whatever forms or jumped through whatever hoops they would have had to give you permission to hand out your information here, then we would have been fine with you, they say. As though they know anything about the process of asking permission from government bureaucracies. <laughs> you ask permission and they say no. Anyone who's ever done it before knows that this is typically what happens. In point of fact, I've actually done it. I just just recently asked the school board. Well, I started with this, the local high school, different high school, Keene High School. I went there and I said uh, – I called them up and I said I want to set up a counter-recruiting table because they have the military recruiters come to this high school – as military recruiters come to high schools all across the country on a yeah, – I think it's like a monthly basis or something like that. They come, they set up their table in the cafeteria or wherever, wherever the kids are, and they try to recruit people into the military. So from what I was told, there's a Supreme Court case that says that if they're going to allow the military to recruit, they have to allow the counter-recruiters in to counter-recruit. Hmm. This is what – as I understand it, I wasn't told what the Supreme Court case is. I'm trying to find out that information now because I was denied – you know, I went through their process. I did. I asked the school, what do I need to do? Oh, well, you know, just talk to so-and-so. All right, well, I talked to so-and-so. Oh, you've got to, I've got to talk to uh, this other person. You've got to talk to the person at the school district. So I went up the chain. I went up to the assistant super, uh, superintendent, who's the person they told me I needed to talk to. He said he was going to look into it. All right, so and we're talking about three weeks here, right? So it's bureaucracy. It takes a while. And uh, so he says he's going to look into it. He's going to check with his legal department. He's going to get back to me next week. To his credit, he got back to me when he said he was going to get back to me. And the answer was, nope. Nope. We're going to decline your request. You can't run your counter-recruiting table here. Yes, but see, 14-year-olds, they think they know everything. So, Oh, no, I know. But what I'm saying was it's it's been pretty uh, shocking to see the obedience to authority that is being taught to these kids. They literally are anti the idea of questioning authority they are literally in in favor of whatever the government school says is a good thing the administrators are great we love our school how dare you be here uh, attempting to hand us information Uh, it's a very very obedient message that's coming from a lot of these kids now of course it's not the whole school obviously there are kids that appreciate the fact that we're there but they're keeping quiet because it's the the popular kids that are leading this charge of obedience in fact they've even posted signs up in the school they have a campaign going called remain respectfully silent which is extra creepy my only issue with this particular type of activism is i probably beforehand would have reached out to like the pta or somehow try to get in touch with the parents because you know i would have wanted to tell the parents, look, you know, I have this message. I wish to relay it to to your children. You know, what would be the way that you would feel most comfortable with that? And it's not about being respectful to the bureaucracy. It's a, to me, it's about being respectful to the parents. 
Like that's just how I would do it. Yeah. See, I don't think about it like that. Uh, when I when I think about doing something, I just go out and do it. Right. So like, and that's when I'm, your problem. No, I don't think it's a problem at all because when I'm downtown walking down the street, I don't think about whether a parent is going to care whether I hand their teenager something as I'm walking down the street. What's the difference between me doing it walking down Main Street and doing it at the school? What's the difference? Well, the, the difference. The school has this very large responsibility to protect the safety of children, or excuse me, of of the young adults that go there. That's what I understand. And that is something that would be demanded of them if it was completely private. Absolutely. Absolutely. Parents want their children Mm -hmm. protected during the day, or their young adult protected when they're at school. And, you know, if if people, I think there's a lot of people in this region of New Hampshire that that are misunderstanding exactly what type of... Uh, you know, what type of movement the liberty movement is, and they misunderstand the message you're trying to convey. And then, of course, you know, the school bureaucrats, you know, they gin it up and they puff their chests up and make it into a much bigger deal than it is. But, um, you know, I think it's just all about PR and all about, like, reaching out beforehand, not to the government, but to the people whose children you're trying to reach out. That's just me, though. Well, I see where you're coming from on that, but I still don't see the difference between me walking down the street. They have a music fest and a pumpkin fest here in Keene, and there's all kinds of young people there. I mean, what's the difference between me handing them a flyer on that day versus when they get out of school? And it's okay for me to do it on the edge of school campus, but not out in, you know, in front of the doors of the school? I mean, it's all just so arbitrary. It's very arbitrary. If somebody's going to get upset at me for handing them a flyer outside the school, then they are going to get upset at me for handing them a flyer in front of the you know the local concert hall. I don't think if you if you stage it correctly, I don't think that would be the problem. Toll free number is eight five five four fifty free. Now the fact is, there are just some people who don't want you talking to their kids. True. Period. In, under any circumstances, it's free talk live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks, and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Talk Live, bring up what you want, toll-free at 855-453, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com, and we've got a lot of features there. The Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them, the dozens of ladies who have taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they're listeners of the program at shrine.freetalklive.com. That'll get you there. And if you're a lady listener, get you the details on how to become part of the Shrine at Shrine dot freetalklive.com also bitcoins the world's first potentially anonymous digital cash if you haven't taken the time to learn about them you should go to weusecoins.org to get the details it's very it's explained in a very easy to understand manner and bitcoins are relatively new on the scene they're new as of the last uh, few years they've become more popular recently and they become more useful as new uh, services are created to assist you with with uh, using bitcoins and uh, acquiring bitcoins like bitinstant.com where you can get bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank so you can go to bitinstant.com to get your bitcoins with cash and go to weusecoins.org to learn more about the bitcoin which uh, you know you don't have to sign contracts you don't have to jump through any patriot act hoops to open an account there are no accounts you just download the software and you create a, a what they call a bitcoin wallet and anyone can download the uh, the free bitcoin software and get started quickly you can use uh, use your bitcoins send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing the permission of anyone no banks no governments 
not your mom or dad. You can just do whatever you want with these bitcoins, and no one is is looking over your shoulder. The government hates it. Absolutely. Uh, so weusecoins.org is where you can go to learn more about that. Now, uh, still to come here, transgendered Miss Universe Canada, Miss Universe Canada finalist, has been disqualified from the competition. Uh, we'll explain that. It's pretty out. It's a pretty outrageous story. Uh, we were talking about uh, schools, though, right now, and and how it is that you know some people are just they are upset by the idea of you approaching their kids with anything anywhere. They wouldn't like it on the streets. They certainly don't like it out in front of the school. And uh, you can't please everybody. So why bother trying? So I'm not going to to try to please everybody when it comes to doing this uh, this sort of outreach. I think that reaching out to young people is very important because what if they're not listening? Well, some of them are. I guess I just think so, about my mindset when I was in school, and yeah. I couldn't. I mean, I couldn't have cared any. I would have loved it if somebody had created a video of my school principal acting like a jackball and put it online. If that were possible when I w- was in uh, in high school, I would have loved it because I didn't like the the school principal, which is why I was so shocked when so many kids at this uh, this school were expressing well, that they liked the principal. In most schools, the principal is not the bad guy; it's the assistant principal who does all the discipline. Really? Yeah, it was yep. like that in every school. I've ever went to. So the principal like is just a friendly old, you know what I mean? So lots so of people. So he had like an enforcer is what you're saying? Yeah, the assistant principal does the suspending, the huh. expelling, all the discipline Don't in every school the, I've ever went to. The dean of students, isn't that what they usually call that person? It the assistant principal? Yeah, I think it depends on the school, but they're, they're the one who do the disciplining. So I'm not surprised that people don't hate the principal. Yeah, for me, it was a total shock. Like in in my school, it was a minority of people that would have been in favor of the principal. And it may even be a minority here. I don't know. But I, they're certainly very vocal and very angry. But what has happened as a result of all this controversy, because they say, whoever they are, they say it's better to be talked about and, you know, talked about negatively than not be talked about at all. And so people are talking at this school. It's created a conversation. And people uh, are, you know, they have very strong opinions about whether or not liberty activists should be out in front of the school handing stuff out or doing any form of, of outreach to the students there. And I think that's that's a good thing. And what it's resulted in actually is some of the students there have created counter signs. There's this there's this uh, protest movement at the school that's essentially protesting the the liberty activists uh, from coming there called Remain Respectfully Silent. And the idea is, you know, shut up, kids. Don't say anything. Instead of saying bad things to them, don't say anything at all. And so... That gives us the opportunity to take the pro-free speech position of, hey, stop the silence. Silence is bad. (laughs) You should speak out. Even if it's something you disagree with, speak out. And so there are a couple students uh, who are, I guess, they're freshmen at the school. And some of the students that have been there for a while are upset that these freshmen, how dare they? You know, how dare they come out against the Remain Respectfully Silent campaign? Because they've come to school. They made signs because these Respectfully Silent signs have been hanging. They've been hung in the school hallways. And then these other students who actually support free speech have made their own signs that say things like silence, uh, you know, stop the silence and, and other slogans. And they put these signs up to sort of compete. And, of course, the administration had to give them permission to put it up. Otherwise, it would have looked really bad, right? Like we're going to give one side permission to put signs up but not the other side. Well, so I mean, when, when are they really concerned about looking bad? I mean – They let them put them up though, right? Yeah. So to they their put credit. Up, they put up these signs and I blogged about it over at freekeen.com. But the, the very same day – one of the signs was taken down 
Of course, we don't know who took it down. It was probably some student uh, that did it. And the most recent news on this whole sign controversy has been that now all of the signs have been removed. So so the opposition coming forth and supporting free speech allowed to put their signs up for a short period of time, and now all the signs have been been taken down. So I don't know. Something's happening there. People are having discussions. It's resulted in uh, Pete Ayer from CopLock.org announcing a public event where he's going to be at uh, the lo- one of the local coffee shops uh, at uh, Saturdays at noon every single week and has invited uh, students or anyone from the community to come and sit down and, and talk to him. I think that's, so that's awesome. A good thing, that's, oct- right? that's awesome activism. Yeah. It's great. So I think that's that's cool, and you know th- I'm glad that there are more people here thinking of uh, different things to do. I don't claim to be the expert at activism. I'm just someone who does it. I just you know throw stuff up against the wall and but see what sticks. You should well, think I, before you do sometimes. Right. Yeah, but if I think then just I'll think myself into isn't doing always the best thing. It's not always the best option but in if, anything in life. But if all you do is think about what people could say about what you're going to do, then you'll think yourself into doing nothing. But it's it's not so much that, Ian. I mean it. it to me, and um, granted, I haven't done um, quite nearly as much of uh, public activism as you have, um, but to me, there's two different ways you can win when you do activism. One is in the court of law. The other is in the court which of- Which hardly ever happens. Which The other is in the court of public opinion, and I just think that you guys lose in both way too much. And like- if, yes, I lost in the court of law when the when the political branch known as the New Hampshire court system said, yeah, you know, we're going to make it a law now that you can't carry guns on a school, even though state law says different. But the fact is, like, the union leader wrote uh, a, uh, an editorial saying that the way the university system of New Hampshire responded to me calling them out was dead wrong. So it's like, okay, now there's public support behind this, and it doesn't matter what happens in, in court. If you have an issue where people in the community uh, are disagreeing with you on something, and then you win in court, that's going to cause people to second-guess that. You know, if you point that out, like, look, we won in court on this issue, people are going to be like, well, I wonder why. You know, like, you think so? I do. You think they just won't be angry at the courts for not going their way? Well, I think that it would cause doubt in people's minds, and uh, I think that is a good thing, because when people have doubt in their minds, then they're going to listen to you um, when you talk about other issues, and I think that's positive. But if you lose, like, with what happened with Derek, like, this is going to... Most likely, he will lose in the court of law because let's face you it. Usually, do lose let's face it. The the uh, the the in judge <laughs> the judge here in Keene, New Hampshire, is not impartial. He's quite biased. He doesn't like free staters, and he's open about it. Actually, you're going to be protesting him coming up on a number of people will be protesting yeah, him coming up on Friday. Yeah, we are protesting, calling for his impeachment in the New Hampshire House of Representatives. Absolutely, it's a pretty big deal. Absolutely. Well, I mean, he's earned it. Judge Burke has he lied on camera on June twenty eighth, twenty eleven to have a member of the free press put in jail because he asked him tough questions. And I'm sorry, but that is not acceptable behavior for a judge in New Hampshire. But, you know. But some people would say, uh, Brad, that it's inappropriate to be uh, cornering a judge with a video camera like that. Well, that would that could offend some people. In fact, do, people are saying that, and they're, they're saying that in the comment section on the Free Keen blog. But my response to them is, if you read the Constitution, it says magistrates are accountable to the people. And it... No matter what anybody says, it is constitutional to ask questions of a public official. So what Judge Burke did violated, you know, a demo. Sure, but what's constitutional isn't always what's popular. So, for instance, take open carry. Some people are very, very upset by right. the oh, idea absolutely. of open carry. Absolutely. And they'll know, you know, you can tell them, well, it's constitutional, it's legal. But that doesn't mean they think it's okay. That's true. That's true. 
So 855-450-FREE. So if you're always double-checking and double-thinking you know, too hard on whether or not this is going to be popular and how popular is it going to be, you'll end up doing nothing because you'll be so worried about what people think that you'll just figure, oh, it'll be better for me just to sit here and do nothing or stay behind my computer screen and call that activism. 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Transgendered Miss Canada. We'll talk. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. Talk Live, you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll free at 855 453. It's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 855 450 3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Inviting you there to enjoy the various features. And if you like the show, then you can support Free Talk Live by shopping with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. That's shop.freetalklive.com. And you can enter various different Amazons through the links that you'll find there. And there's different Amazons for different parts of the world. So you click into the one that's right for you and get your shopping done. You get the stuff you're looking for and you'll get a great price. It's Amazon, the same great price as you're used to. It's the same Amazon. You're just entering through our affiliate links over at shop.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about activism this hour, but still to come. The Transgender Miss Universe uh, contest, actually, not, it's not a Transgender Miss Universe contest, it's the Miss Universe Canada contest, and the transgender finalist has been disqualified from the competition. We'll talk about what happened there, uh, but you, you know, you're welcome to comment on whatever's on your mind at 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about some activism, and of course the Free State Project is the reason why I moved here, and Julia, you as well, uh, to get active for, hopefully, to achieve liberty in our lifetime. You can go to freestateproject.org to learn more about it. But the basic concept is to bring thousands of liberty-minded people all to the same place who are willing to do something, who are willing to be active, to take some level of risk. Now, I know people like to tell themselves that politics isn't risky, and I think generally that's true if you're just helping out with someone's campaign. But as Julia found out, if you actually run for political office, then the risk can become apparent. You know, they uh, they kind of harassed you a little bit when you were running for a political office. They threatened you with uh, felony charges because you were willing to give away your paychecks to uh, to the voters, and they said that was like illegal gambling or something like that, and threatened you with felonies. So there's always some risk involved. But uh, some, some things are less risky than others, and there still are behind-the-scenes things that aren't involved that don't, don't involve risk at all. So one of the things we were talking about during the breaks was reading the bills. So the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance at nhliberty.org has uh, a pretty big task that they take on every single year. They read all of the legislation that is proposed here in New Hampshire. That's huge. And it's something you can do if you're a relatively behind-the-scenes person. You don't want to be out there being you know, on Front Street doing activism. You don't want to go to the State House because it's boring as hell. And you'd rather just do something from your own home. You can read. You can write letters to the editor. So it's always a role for everybody. There was someone commenting online today that you know, they get the vibe that you have to be a uh, you know, badass civil disobedience activist in order to come here to New Hampshire. And I don't know where that comes from. I don't understand why people get that vibe. 
maybe it's because the civil disobedience is more noticeable, it's more newsworthy, it gets covered, and so therefore people maybe feel like that's kind of the focus of activism here in New Hampshire. That's not at all the case. Most people aren't civil disobedience activists. They're not non-cooperatives. A lot of people have kids. They've got you know, families, they've got uh, jobs that they don't, they can't put on the line. They can't take those sorts of risks. And so they do things like going to the state house and, t- and testifying or running for political office or, you know, calling state reps or as we're talking about reading the legislation and, and kind of working inside the system. So it was disappointing to read when somebody posts something like that, like, well, I don't want to come to New Hampshire because I, you know, I can't take these big risks and I, I don't feel like I can be part of a movement that, uh, you know, requires that. There's no requirement of any of that sort. And if anyone has ever suggested that there there is, I've certainly never seen anything like that. Go to freestateproject.org. You can get 101-plus reasons uh, to move to New Hampshire, and there's some really persuasive stuff in there. Also, go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, as in the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It's coming up here in mm, just just over two and a half months, or just around two and a half months uh, from today. So the time is getting short you need to be getting registered for Porkfest. You can start planning to come to Porkfest. You can pack for Porkfest. I mean, it's camping. It's in the woods. You're going to be in the woods with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. And uh, Brad and Julia, you've both been to these things. They're, it's a good time, right? Oh, it's a great time. Yeah. Everyone yes. should go. So come on out. Don't miss it. Even if you can only come up for the weekend of Porkfest, come on out. It's going to be uh, it's going to be worth your while. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. You can go and get registered now and get the early bird discount. And then feel what it's like. To experience the community of liberty activists up here. Be around these people that you could be neighbors with someday. Essentially, when you move to New Hampshire, you move to a community of the most awesome people in the world. You know, it's funny, uh, Brad, that I've been responding to somebody on a radio forum. It's radio-info.com. And it's kind of like a radio industry site. They've got news and stuff for the industry. But there's also a discussion board. And somebody on there calling himself Wadio with a W... He has been really critical of Free Talk Live. Uh, He's been calling us out as like, you know, there's something wrong with the fact that we have this free state project that they're a sponsor and that, you know, there's something uh, suspicious about it and that there's something something untoward uh, going on and that, you know, we should be up front about uh, our associations and like, what? You've never listened to the show, obviously, or not for very long. There's no secret that the Free State Project is a sponsor of this show. In fact, the Free State Project, we were talking about them before they were a sponsor of the show. So the his suggestion is that there's something improper about us being associated with this activist movement. I'm like, well, what? You don't like your talk show hosts to actually do the things they talk about? Because most talk shows are just a bunch of blowhards. Or be just, honest about it. I mean, you're, right. you're just being honest about what you believe and why you are where you are. I mean, come on. Right, but he doesn't like the idea, and I guess he's a program director somewhere, but obviously he's not going to sign his name to anything that he says. He's, he's got a pseudonym on the forum. But he doesn't like the idea of having someone who's a talk show host also be an activist. He doesn't like the idea of the talk show host you know, actually putting his words into action and, uh, and doing something about it. And certainly doesn't like that we would team up with uh, a similarly minded organization. It's crazy. It is crazy. The I, critics are everywhere. I love the Free State Project, and I hope more people move here, and I hope it happens quick. 
you know, it can't happen soon enough as far as I'm concerned. If we could get here, you know, another thousand people here um, within the next few months, that would be awesome. I don't know how likely that is. We've got over 11,000 people that have signed up for the, the Free State Project, and over 1,000 of them are actually here in New Hampshire. So we've had some pretty good success thus far, considering the relatively small numbers of, uh, of folks that are here. Yeah, Absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see this year uh, here in New Hampshire how the the free staters so-called do in this next election because they've been stirring the pot, some of these uh, liberty-minded folks up in, in Concord. And there are certain people that are very upset about the fact that they're there doing what they're doing, and that is proposing you know, cuts to the budget and, and proposing to end the uh, marijuana prohibition and you know, various different uh, bills that have been put on the table. This is upsetting to some people. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, what's happening here in New Hampshire is not happening anywhere else in the world, and it is magnificent. I mean, I feel very fortunate that I was born here in New Hampshire mm-hmm. and that you fine folks showed up here and moved, you know, essentially the the party came to me, and, uh, you know, it's it's just amazing. There is there's nothing like the Free State Project anywhere. You know, what, and, and one of the things with that statement, it's true what you're saying. Uh, it's the reason why I came here because there was not much going on where I was living. So I wanted to be where the doers were. I wanted to be where the people were getting together. But it's funny you say that because one of the uh, people that were, was critiquing the Free State Project before was like, well, I don't want to be involved with uh, infighting and drama. And I agree. I don't want to be involved with that oh, either. Oh, there's so much. But that happens with any group. But that's my point. That's what I said to this lady was, look, I hope that uh, you don't. Try to grow your group because if you don't want infighting and drama, you really shouldn't grow your movement because when you bring new people into a movement, inevitably some of them aren't going to get along. The larger a group becomes, the more likely there are going to be some sort of personality conflicts within that group of people. And it's just life. It's just people. Yeah, this this is something that uh, I actually experienced today. I mean, you and I, Ian, we may disagree on like... The fundamentals. It was of actually how, on your Facebook page. I think. That, yeah, yeah, this absolutely. Was yeah, yeah. I mean, we had this great conversation. It was like over a hundred comments on something I said on Facebook. Yeah. And uh, essentially, people here like are mature about this stuff. Like, we can agree to disagree on it. Like, I can disagree with your activism styles. You can ag- disagree with mine. But the bottom line is, we everybody here for the large part. I mean, I don't know too many free staters that don't agree with the non-aggression principle, but that's pretty much what binds us all together. Like, you don't initiate force on people. We can right. dis- we can disagree with how we do activism, but when it all comes down to it, this is about leaving your neighbor alone. Right. And uh, that- If you think your activism movement is going to stay some sort of monolithic thing where people only do one sort of activism that everybody agrees with and uh, everybody has the same exact viewpoint on every issue... What kind of a world are you living in? Yeah. I've been corrected many times by, you know, I've had people point new things out to me, and then I've been like, oh, geez, I was wrong about that. Well, I pointed out today that you've uh, stumbled, you stumbled onto a form of activism that even I won't participate in. Yeah. And, I- <laughs> and you know, I'm pretty open to doing most activism, but uh, you were proposing putting uh, things on car windshields yeah. in certain neighborhoods, and I just, like, no, that's littering. I, I won't. It's spamming, essentially. You're, you're giving someone an advertisement, essentially, or whatever, that they didn't ask for. And uh, and I, I find that offensive, so uh, I won't participate in that. I disagree with you on that one, but eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. But I'm not going to go on some rabid campaign against you and <laughs> uh, you know say that you're poisoning the well uh, by going out and doing that. I just think it's a mistake. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. You can take control here. The transgender participant in Miss Universe. We'll talk about her, him coming up. I am so excited about Pork Fest this year. 
Pork Fest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Okay, I like camping and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? <laughs> what doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. Talk Live. Toll-free number here, 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features that await you there. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, it's Ian. Bradley. Julia. We are going to talk about Jenna Talakova. She is a transgender Miss Universe candidate who is now no longer a Miss Universe candidate because she's been removed from the competition. And I have to tell you that uh, Jenna Talakova, now normally when you look at transgendered people, it's pretty obvious that you're looking at, say, someone who was born a man who is now believes that, uh, and I believe that they believe it and that they feel this way and that they, they are to all of you. Oh, know, absolutely. People, perspective of a pe- woman. people are born and their minds are wired like I have a mind that's wired for a male, but there are people born with a female body with a male mind. I mean, it happens. Exactly. And I totally respect that and, and totally. I appreciate that. But it's rare that you'll see one of them where, wow, that doesn't look like a man at all. Wow. And uh, she does She does not no. uh, look like a man in any way, shape or form. Uh, <laughs> she's like a supermodel, beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah. Uh, and she's 23. Uh, she was the Miss. She was a finalist in the Miss Universe competition. And according to Huffington Post, she may look every bit the part of a beauty queen. But Jenna Talakova has lost her chance for the crown because she was born as a biological male. She was disqualified from the competition after it was discovered she'd undergone sexual reassignment surgery, according to CTV. National director of Miss Universe Canada, Dennis Davila. Told her, Davila told the Toronto Star that while they consider Talakova to be a real girl, Ms. Universe rules stipulate that contestants must be naturally born female. Mm. What does that mean? Does that mean like naturally born biologically female or like neurologically? I mean, biologically, I believe is what we're talking about here with a vagina. Well, I don't think it's the body that makes someone male or female. I think it's the mind. Well, I would agree with you. And and the funny thing that's a, the, the weird thing about this story is when you listen to the quotes from Miss Universe Canada, they're trying to be so they want to sound accepting on one hand. Like they'll they'll say later on that, you know, if we still, you know, we like Jenna and da 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 da. You know, they're trying to be really really uh, sounding like they're accepting of her while at the same time saying, "Yeah, we don't accept you. You were born with a penis." 
Yeah, that's ridiculous. And uh, so I agree with you. Yeah, it's all about how you feel. And she feels like a woman, even though she was born with a penis. Um, I, I'm, I've referenced this story before, but the John versus Joan case happened, I think, sometime in the 70s or 80s, maybe earlier. But uh, the girl who they accidentally fried her penis off, or I'm sorry, his fried penis it? during a freak circumcision accident. Yeah, it was cauterized, I think, like. Oh it my God. like literally came completely off. So the right. doctors Ooh. at John Hopkins decided that they should try to make her a girl, and they gave her a vagina as a little girl and tried to raise her as a girl. They gave her hormones like estrogen and stuff oh, wow. when she was a young girl so that she would have breasts and everything else, and she was raised as a girl, and she knew something was wrong. She got teased in high school for all kinds of things. She just felt like a guy her <laughs> whole life. And when they were when she was a teenager and she tried to kill herself... Uh, her parents told her. told her, and she she was turned back into a guy. Jeez. He had a lifetime full of mental issues, as you can imagine, um, and he ended up dying. I don't remember how, but uh, the reason I'm telling the story, she obviously wasn't born a female, mm-hmm. but that, to me, says it's very much in the brain. Yeah. Oh, it's totally in the brain. Totally. But now they're just going to kick her out of the contest anyway. Uh, according to the story here, this is it, it's according to their rules that you must be naturally born female. Uh, Davila, and by the way, these contests have been around for a long time, so maybe it's time they update the rules. Perhaps. So, maybe they're catch- jealous they don't want her to win. You know what? That's one of the things that crossed my mind, because she's really pretty. Yeah. And so maybe, yeah, maybe a lot of the other girls were like, we need to get rid of her. Because <laughs> you know how sometimes uh, women can be. I'm going to Google, Google her now and take a closer look. Yeah, her last, last name is Talakova, T-A-L-A-C-K-O-V-A. The She's 20... a pretty attractive lady. Wow. Davila Jeez. also told the star that Talakova indicated on her registration form she was born female. She was disqualified the same day she revealed she was, in fact, born a male. According to the statement from Miss Universe Canada, Talakova was disqualified because, quote, she did not meet the requirements to compete despite having stated otherwise in her entry form. We do, however, respect her goals, determination, and wish her the best. In a 2010 interview, Talakova said she knew she was female at age four and began hormone therapy at age 14. She underwent reassignment surgery at 19. She told CTV she's not giving up and she's consulting a lawyer. In the meantime, Miss Universe Canada has removed all photos of the Vancouver resident from the website and another woman has taken her spot. Well, I definitely have to tip my hat to her for uh, sticking up for transgendered rights and, uh, you know making a stand it requires quite a bit of bravery absolutely and uh you know yeah right to be out there like that uh, is certainly a very brave action on her part and i think it's excellent but i think you know the reason i wanted to bring this story up is just to show how you know it's the 21st century and look we're still stuck in this old you know a lot of these old modes of thinking and i guess when i say we i mean these people not uh, not the people on this show but the people on in this article stuck in this old uh, method of thinking and it's really sad uh, to to see this happening out there still yeah i mean if this is as bad to me as I mean, it's not as bad as like burning a cross in somebody's front yard, obviously. We've certainly moved in the right direction as far as uh, bigotry goes out there. And and they're not being nasty to her about it or anything like that. Uh, But just the the whole idea that a a fully qualified candidate for 
by all appearances and purposes here for the Miss Universe competition, should be disqualified because she was born with a penis, I think is pretty I think it's pretty offensive. It's not as if she was like trying to troll it or give it a hard time or try to make stuff up. I mean she legitimately wants to compete. Right. Like if she were to win like afterwards be like, ha ha, I was born a man. Yeah. No, no, no. no. This this right. is and it's not like she got the assignment surgery so that she could win Miss Universe. Like she was no. cheating or something. Right. She's a professional model is what she's Clearly. trying to do. Right, and from across the room, like after I looked at her pictures clo- closer, I could only because I knew I could like sort of see some resemblance. Right, but I bet you but if, if you I didn't, didn't know, know, oh god, no, no this way, because no. like there's OK Cupid. Have you ever been on OK Cupid? No, it's a dating website, and so I was on there the other day, and I was looking through these. You're uh, looking for a date? Maybe I was looking <laughs> through these uh, these photos. They have these pictures uh, that they like. You know the hot or not thing that oh, they have totally. online, yeah. where you you rate people. And so they have this thing where they show you pictures and you rate them one through four stars or five stars or whatever. And I'm rating these people and I'm like, that is a man. <laughs> You're showing me men. And it's true. There, there are guys who consider themselves transgender. I mean, I guess they're girls, but you know, they consider themselves transgender. They consider themselves women. So they put themselves in the system as uh, as female and i'm like is this a joke are you you know okay cupid are you showing me guys just to see if i'll rate a guy highly if they had showed me this jenna telekova there's no way i would have had any clue you could be like you could be you would have been like wink you'd click the wink button you know you'd be out on a date with her man you wouldn't know yeah, and You'd eventually find out. No, you wouldn't because well, she's not. not a. She's a trans. She actually has a vagina, right? Right. Well, she, you would only find out if she told you. Right. And then wouldn't that be an interesting moment? Oh man, you know, especially for somebody who might be bigoted against someone like that, especially for someone that would have some strong feelings about that. It might be good for someone who's bigoted like that because then they might realize, oh, geez, I love somebody, and there's no reason why I shouldn't love somebody, and maybe, right. maybe it might destroy their bigotry. Toll-free number for your thoughts is 855-453-PAULS Paul's in North Carolina. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Julia, and Brad. Paul? Hi. Hey. Ian? Hey, what's on your mind? Um, so I just, uh, I'm looking here on ABC News. This was posted at uh, 8.21 p.m. Uh, the t- the uh, uh, title of the article is Trump Won't Bar Transsexual Beauty Queen from Shot at Miss Universe Canada title. And in the article here, it goes on to say, yeah, uh, so uh, it goes on to say the Trump organization has reversed its decision, announcing today that it won't attempt to keep I can't say Talakova out of the contest. Excellent. Wow, that was breaking news, man. That's that's fantastic. And you said that's today? That's as of today? Yeah, yeah, 8.21 uh, nice p.m. I, I, yeah, hey, Paul, ABC. if you want to comment further, you're welcome to, if you want, stick with us. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. How about that? Progress right yeah, there in totally. five minutes. Free talk live. <laughs> Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast-to-coast. Coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This 
is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free at 855-453. Sacral CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We'll give you the features there on the house. So enjoy those. Once again, freetalklive.com. The bulletin board system is one of those features. You can go and interact with other Free Talk Live listeners on our BBS at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. Now, the state owns the land, but they don't own the water. And to be free today, you need a boat, and not just any boat, a life yacht. It's a stable catamaran as big as a house. It purifies its own water, generates its own power, grows its own food, and has a shallow draft be able to get a four-wheel drive car or SUV ashore. With a life yacht, you could leave for, uh, live free of nearly any government intrusion and have a seashore home anywhere in the world. You can be involved for $1,000 in the commitment of as little as eight months. EricssonCouncil.com. That's E-R-I-C-S-S-O-N, EricssonCouncil.com to learn more about the life yacht. As we go back to Paul calling from North Carolina to give us a, what's a pretty exciting update to the transgender story that we were talking about with Jenna Talakova being kicked out of the of the Miss Universe Canada competition. Well, that was a couple weeks ago. Or excuse me, not a couple weeks, but about a week ago when that news broke. And now, just I just happened to pick this tonight. I did not know about this breaking news, according to Paul in North Carolina, and I'm seeing this on the Internet now, uh, that uh, the apparently Donald Trump has changed his mind, and they've changed the rules, and or they're bending it. Maybe they're just bending the rules. But they're allowing Jenna Talakova, who was born as a man and is not a man, clearly, uh, to compete in this competition. And that's pretty great. Excellent. I'm looking Paul? at a picture of her right now. What do you think, Julia? Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's a win for, uh, for you know, transgendered folks. But, uh, you know, I think in this case, she should be allowed to compete in the competition. But as we all know, the reality is that, you know, it's up to each, you know, organization that's holding the competition and what kind of rules they want to come up with. If they want to be, you know, if they want to be really hard line about it or they want to allow people that have had sex changes or whatever it is, it's just up to the competition. Well, no doubt about it. And, I, and I'm and i grateful that uh, this was able to be resolved in such a positive way without having to bring a lawyer into the picture uh, or, you know, have well, to go to court. Well, she has a lawyer. <laughs> well, she has a lawyer, but they didn't go to court. They wouldn't have had enough time right. to go to court. It's only been a week. So uh, right. Trump, who I'm sure Trump can afford a, a better lawyer than Jenna Talakova can. Sure. Uh, so, you know, if it comes to lawyer versus lawyer, Trump's going to win and, and they're going to stand on, well, it's a private organization. We can set whatever rules we want. We can discriminate if, if we want to. And it's true. They should I mean, be able to. As disgusting as it is, yeah. they should be able to discriminate. Right. I mean, if Miss Universe doesn't want to allow a 65-year-old woman to compete in their competition, they shouldn't be forced to allow that. If they don't want to allow somebody born as a man, they shouldn't be forced to. But – in this case, they weren't. It was just simply public opinion. It was the marketplace that spoke out. I mean, they must have gotten feedback here. Obviously, there was a lot of news uh, coverage surrounding this, probably more so up in, uh, in Canada. Uh, but, you know, Huffington Post covered it. A number of other places covered it. And people probably spoke out and said, hey, this is, you know, this is not right. This lady should be able to, uh, to compete. And they, they changed their minds. And I think that's a real success story. I'm very impressed by how womanly her body is. Yeah, really. Because... And I'm not trying to be gross or anything like that. I don't know if that's gross, but um, like a lot of when I see transgendered men, in addition to the face just being big, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the body is big. They got the big shoulders and stuff. And right. I mean, this girl has a very nice She's little body. Beautiful. Yeah. 
And her uh, arms are small. Her legs are. Her thighs are small. She's got a tiny little waist. Like she does not look manly in any in way, any way, shape, or form. Which is, as I said before, maybe that's or you said. I think Julia is what the competition was really jealous of. Yeah, her they must have been and wanted to take her out. Paul. Yeah, I I would agree with uh, with that assertion, and and also I think jealousy is there is a bit of that in there. Um, but the thing is, is they're discriminatory from the very beginning. You know, they're discriminatory. They're not, like you said, they're not going to allow some 65-year-old woman. They're being discriminatory in the very beginning. Sure. So you have to be young and pretty and all that sort of stuff. Right. By and definition, so, the, the event is incredibly discriminatory. Right. And so, like, uh, you know, I think maybe it's not right for them to ban a, a transgendered person but you know it's it's what how can you can't really complain in an already extremely discriminatory uh uh you know competition the thing a place where i would see banning transgendered uh individuals is in sports because i think you know let's just say you have and that's a question i kind of want to pose to you three in the studio is what do you think? You know, like, should Shaq be able to go play in the WNBA if he uh, has had a sex change? You know, I don't I don't know about that. I think that those that's maybe an instance where <laughs> that, you know, the a person's choice would have, you know, it, it would affect their their it, it would be unfair. Clearly. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right yeah. in that particular case. Because if you let somebody who is built into the WNBA, then you know, built more so than any woman could likely be. I mean, yeah, there's some bodybuilding women out there that might be able to uh, kind of measure up as far as strength is concerned, but they're probably not going to be as agile as uh, someone like you know Shaquille. Well, and I think to be uh, come a bodybuilding woman to the extreme like that, but they would be stronger than a man. You would have to take a lot of steroids, and they drug test. Maybe I mean I I think so. They, uh, yeah, I mean, in the in the NBA, they do drug tests, not in not in bodybuilding competitions, right? Or at least in the big ones, right? I was but, talking uh, about the NBA. Yeah, uh, the thing is, um, so this uh, some video that I saw of this Talakova uh, um, was in Bangkok, and uh, I I've lived in Thailand for like I, I lived in Thailand for about five months, and I saw. There's a, there's a third gender in that country, and I'm convinced that this Jenna is Thai. Uh, there's a third gender in that country, and there's there are individuals that at a distance you would never know whether they're male or female. And many times I've been out partying and seen drunken guys stumbling home with what they assumed was a uh, woman. Certainly was not. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. And, and and so like uh, you know, I think I I probably would have a much more like uh, conservative idea about this if I hadn't lived there mm-hmm. and and interacted with so many people that believe themselves to be female that are are that were born male but you would never know. Unless you unless you live there for a while and you know what to look for, <laughs> like the hands and the Adam's apple. Yep. Interesting, Paul. I thank you for the uh, the call and the thoughts. Yep. We'll let you go. Your phone's Appreciate freaking it. out. Eight five five four fifty free is the toll free number here. Although she doesn't look Thai to me. Not that I know what really Thai would look like. She looks looks like a white girl. Eight five five four fifty free. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. Uh, you can of course. She's bring got what you Asian want. eyes. Maybe. Yeah. They're a little squinty.
Let's go to your phone calls here. Barry's in uh, Grand Rapids, Minnesota, listening to WNMT. Hey, Barry. Hey, uh, good to good to be on again. What's on your mind tonight, Barry? Well, yeah, just uh, Barry here at WTTW Radio. I called in last week and I uh, gave you the you're talking about Trayvon Martin. I gave you the heads up on look out for them to go after Neighborhood Watch uh, legislatively. I even said, uh, well, today Fox News. Lawmakers target gun laws, neighborhood well, hold watch. Hold that thought, Barry. I want, to, I want to hear the rest yep. of it here in a moment. All right, we're going to bring you back in moments. 855-450-FREE, SACL CAI toll free line. What's going to happen as a result of the Trayvon Martin case? Barry's going to uh, clue us in here. And we'll also take your phone calls about whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE, guns, transgenders, whatever. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Toll-free number, 855-453. Sacle CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. That's where we invite you to enjoy various different features. In fact, the main feature is actually the fact that you can control the content of the site. So if you find something online you think is interesting, like the story about uh, Jenna Talakova, the transgendered contestant in the Miss Universe contest who was kicked out and then allowed back in because public sentiment has changed over the years. And I'm glad to see that Trump made the right decision in this particular case and allowed the uh, young lady to compete in the uh, the competition. What about the lady who took his place? Does her she place? Get kicked out? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe they'll let her into. Because that's kind of sad. Yeah, that would be that would be awful to be like led into the contest and then, oh, sorry, we don't have room for you anymore. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, I mean, so somebody could submit that. It might have actually – I think it probably was on our website Like, because, again, this story is a week old at this point. But there's an update today with her being allowed back in. There's always something fresh over at freetalklive.com. And it's thanks to listeners like you for taking the time to submit different news items and other things of interest. It doesn't have to be news. It could be a YouTube video that you think is cool or whatever you find online that you think our listeners will enjoy. You submit it as show prep, and then others vote up or down so whether or not they like or dislike what you've suggested. And you can go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. As we go back to Barry listening to WNMT in Grand Rapids, uh, Minnesota. Now, Barry, before you get to the, your point about Trayvon Martin, i got to know, this, the last time you called, you plugged some call letters uh, of a different radio station do you work for a competitor and you're trying to, like, plug yourself, or is it like a sister station of WNMT? What What are those call letters you're putting out w, there? WMNT is the station by which I listen to you. WTTW Radio is my independent radio group that I run. So so is it a uh, an FCC-licensed station, or is it... Uh, no, we're, we're, we're Internet. We're Internet. We're Internet um, Radio. We're all over the web. WTTWradio.com and I see. whatnot. But all right, that's enough plugs. So you know, you're now, you're gonna, now you have to buy ads. You've, yeah. you've plugged yourself enough times. Where's Mark? Uh, you need to buy ads now. Uh, anyway, go ahead with what you're calling about tonight, Barry. Well, just to let you know that you're not dealing with you're dealing with somebody who deals with this stuff anyway. But anyway, I called you last week, and here's a good example of you had it first because of me on your website. 
is uh, last week when I called, they gave you the heads up about Trayvon Martin and that they're going to go after Neighborhood Watch. The gun thing is obvious. Obviously, they're going to go after gun. They're going to go after Neighborhood Watch. Well, here it is today. Fox News, lawmakers target gun laws, Neighborhood Watch, in wake of Florida teen shooting. And uh, lo and behold, even right down to I said, uh, they'll probably make you register or something. Uh, Sheila Jackson Lee, Democrat in Texas, wants Neighborhood Watch to register. And they're working out the details, and we don't know who they're going to register through, to which I suggest it's probably going to be Homeland Security. Well, she says they're working out the details. I guess we'll see what happens with that. And by the way, the other thing, let's see, the other restrictions are being vague about, they're not saying in this story, um, and the gun law restrictions are being vague about. What's the funny thing in the story, the, the last thing I have to say about it, is a stand your ground law. It condemns anyone who supported or supports it, it condemns them for what that's worth. And this isn't just in, in, in Florida. Uh, this is on Capitol Hill, <laughs> you know. This this is uh, nationwide stuff. But it, what I'm seeing is it doesn't have incredible support. A lot of it comes from the, the Black Caucus, and it's probably not going anywhere. But I said look out for it, and this is probably just beta testing for uh, uh, tyrant's work that will be done later. Yeah, that's that's certainly not a direction I think is going to solve anything. I mean, getting more people's information in some government database isn't going to stop somebody from making a poor choice when they're on neighborhood watch. I mean, I think I think in general neighborhood watch is a, is an effective program. Uh you don't hear about people getting shot up left and right because of neighborhood watch. I think people that are generally on these uh, neighborhood watches are tend to be responsible members of their community. And I still don't think anybody really knows what the real story is with the Trayvon Martin case, although honestly I haven't seen any updates in the past few days, but I haven't exactly specifically been looking for that one case. Uh, I th- it seems to me that both uh, both characters are, are questionable and – you know what level of vetting is going to be acceptable for people that just want to keep their neighborhood safe. I mean, if you've been convicted of a misdemeanor in the past, does that mean you can't you can't be on the neighborhood watch? I mean, who knows what cr- sort of crazy rules uh, they're going to come up with here? But either way, whatever the rules are, it's not going to stop a situation like this from from coming up. I don't think. Anyway, thanks for the call yeah. tonight, Barry. I appreciate hearing from you at eight five five four fifty free. Jack is listening in Northern Maine to WEGP. Hey, Jack. Hey, good evening. Hey, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I'm generally of the libertarian mindset, but I think that the conversation you're having tonight about the, the um, you call the person a young lady, um, I call the person a changed male. Now, you call it a sex change, but in fact it's disingenuous because it's not a sex change, it's a genitalia change. What? But still XY chromosomes make sex differentiation. So surgically, you can change someone's genitalia. What does it matter what chromosomes you have? I mean, what, what does it matter what chromosomes well, you have? What, why not just it, well, go on what well, you feel? Wait, with what you feel? Wait a minute. Yeah. Sex change, chromosomes make the body function. They determine hormone levels. And attitude. But there's different hormone emotion. levels in different. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. If you want to do that, then you have to call it for what it is. You're chemically altering, which if someone does that in baseball, they call it illegal. If someone does that in golf, they say they're enhancing their game with steroids. And so that's 
nasty. But you can endorse a sex change, which is really not a sex change. It's a change in someone's anatomical configuration, not a sex change. Do do you believe that somebody could be born, you know, with the wrong genitalia? Do you believe it's as black and white as male and female and there could be no exceptions whatsoever? They can't be born with the wrong genitalia. What they can be born with is an imbalance, absolutely. They could have a hormonal imbalance that could be corrected often without surgery. I, I would no, honestly okay. respectfully disagree with you, sir, because there's uh, like the study that was brought up earlier about the um, the young little boy that um, during the circumcision, his penis was uh, cauterized and cut off and um, they tried to raise this person as a female and it just didn't work. I mean, from everything that I've read about um, about transgender or gender identity issues, it typically seems to be a neurological thing, and it has to do with the way your brain is wired. So, you know, I mean, I could have a, a female body and a male brain. You know, doesn't that make sense? No, you can have you can have hormones that are trying to direct you in a certain direction which may be different than your anatomical configuration. Is it possible that something about you can't really be accurately described through scientific processes? Yes. Well, isn't that what we're Absolutely. talking about here? We're talking about how no, someone feels. No, no, no. you're scientific. talking about a sex change. No, if you're gonna, you can do that. I mean, you can play with that if you want to call it by what it really is. It's not a sex change. Well, he- And so when you start to put, wait a minute, when you start to put, if you want to take um, someone and chemically and surgically alter them, no, that's fine, but don't try to endorse but that. Wait a minute. Now they They're are female cha- or now but they wait are Wait a minute. Male. The sex change. Okay, so, so you're, just, you're just complaining about the terminology. So, no, it's not a complaint. So are you I mean, understanding? How do you want to phrase that? You want to. I mean, you want to call me a complainer or just well, a concerned you're, you're, person? Okay, you're mincing words. How about that? No, uh, no, no. Okay, I'm, I, but what is man we're playing being, semantics. How about that? I'll tell you what. I'm going to put as, you on hold here, Jack. Say, if you want, you can stick with us. We'll bring you back here in just a moment. Uh, because I want to make sure we get a chance to uh, get a thought out here. Obviously, Jack has a lot that uh, that he wants to say about this. But these people who are having these sex changes or gender uh, assignment or whatever you want to call it, they're doing it because they feel a certain way first. It's not like they woke up one day and said, oh, I'd like to be a man now. Uh, no, they feel as though they are not what they were born it's as. It's got to be incredibly painful, too, to go through that just because on a whim. I mean, it's got to be... Seriously. There's no whim involved. No, I mean, not this at all. is a serious decision made by somebody who really feels like they were born into the wrong body, essentially. 855-453 is the toll-free number here. We can continue with Jack in a moment and your calls as well. This is Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. It's 
is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want. Even in these remaining moments, we've got enough time to sneak your call in at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Bradley. And Julia. We invite you to our website. You can head over to freetalklive.com, get interactive there. Lots of different features await you. We've got our bulletin board system, the mobile site, the webcam. It's all there. It's all free. So head on over to freetalklive.com. And if you want to support the show, you can go to promote.freetalklive.com. You'll find a free bumper sticker there that you can have delivered to your house. You can download web graphics and banners, high-res graphics with which you can use to make whatever you want, T-shirts, etc., and more. Go to promote.freetalklive.com. That's promote.freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue here with uh, you and your thoughts. Jack is listening in northern Maine, taking issue with the term sex change. And Zach, or Jack, rather, can you run down briefly again what, what you were saying before? I want to make sure I've got it straight. Sure. It's, so to speak. It, it is a little bit of semantics. It is a little bit of splitting uh, hairs, if you will, on the words. But the words have meaning. And as you talk about on your show, words do have meaning. And so we need to use the correct words. So change is impossible because sex is determined by chromosomes. However, but sex is also a term that has to do with genitalia. Your sex can can be a word for describing your genitalia. Well, you can you can make it a verb also, which doesn't change the meaning a whole lot. But let, let me give you a little example. You were talking about a minute ago, and I, I won't be so crass as to give the uh, call letters or anything about my own show, so we'll go away from that. Um, there's a, a two two examples. One is a young man whose parents I know. Uh, as you were saying earlier, it's not a choice; it's it's biological. Well, this this young man has been emotionally abused, not physically or sexually. I don't believe, but he's been emotionally abused, and he has gone over the last two years on his Facebook page from male to female to trans to. Uh, however you want to call it, about four different times. So he's a very confused young man. Mm -hmm. He needs to have the estrogen, the bad xenoestrogens, taken from his body, stripped and cleaned, so he can decide what he really is. Well, wait a minute. Another instance. Wait a minute. That doesn't sound very good to me. Well, I don't don't want to just wait a minute because I want to have a conversation instead of just, you know, have a lecture series. (laughs) So I don't want to do that. So, no, I mean, that's your opinion about what he should do. No, it's do. not my opinion. It's what happened to this young man. And I've watched him, and he has gone back and forth on his Facebook page at least four times from male to female. But it's so what he, I'm saying is your opinion that he should have have estrogen removed from his body. And maybe someone would have the reverse opinion, or maybe someone would have the opinion, hey, he should just have the body he has and make a decision on his own what to do with it, rather than listen to other people that don't know what he's going through, that that only see it from the outside. But see, he is confused, and so he is influenced. What teenager isn't confused about something? How old is he? Well, I don't know. I got one one sitting next to me that's not very confused. Oh, come on now. She's got her head on her shoulder. Maybe maybe it's not about that, uh, but I think teenagers are confused about a number of things, depending, because, you know, they've only been around for so long. Isn't it okay to be confused? As as we grow and our hormones are modified by our growth, Mm -hmm. that changes our emotional state and our, our ability to concentrate and focus. Well, if this person is changing and they're growing, then wouldn't that be a really bad time to start manipulating their body chemistry? That seems like a terrible well, their idea. Body, their body chemistry has been manipulated. Xenoestrogens 
Manipulate. Wait, hold on. So is he taking some estrogen? Is he taking estrogen? He, before, he was taking estrogen for a while because he had decided he was going to have the surgical operation, and then he stopped taking that. But before he was starting on that, he was already estrogen dominant instead of testosterone dominant because of some imbalance, whether it's his diet or his environment. If he had a chance to get that all cleaned up and get him in balance so he could think clearly, then he can make that decision. By the way, I'd like to go back to the uh, the sex issue a moment ago. You were talking about how definitions are important, and uh, the definition you gave doesn't uh, even appear here at Dictionary.com. Number one, either the male or female division of a species, especially as differentiated with reference to the reproductive functions. Two, the sum of the structural and functional differences by which the male and female are distinguished, or the phenomena or behavior dependent on these differences, down to number five, genitalia. I mean, so sex change is absolutely accurate in saying that you're, you're, you know, you're changing out genitalia. It doesn't have to do with your chromosomes. First your definition, the first part of your definition, reproductive function, is controlled by XY chromosomes. Well, it's controlled, first of all, so foremost, about whether you have a uterus isn't this, <laughs> or whether you have a penis. Isn't this conversation just splitting hairs, though? I mean, like, It totally is. You can call it whatever you want. I mean, people... Well, People. I have a question. Yeah. If this is really a conversation about just splitting hairs, um, do you, the, the caller, I apologize, Jack. I forgot your name, Jack. Do you have a problem with transgendered people? Do I have a problem with transgendered people? Yeah. Do you like them or do you dislike them? Do you feel any negative emotions or feelings towards them? It's not based on emotions and feelings. I treat the person for who they are, what they are, what they, how they act and react. Um, I am not in favor of transgendered. I think it's a false dichotomy. They're either male or female, and live with it. Well, that's what they think. They think they're something different than what they were born with, and I don't think they want to live well, with it. And, and it's all right. Different than what they were born and, with, and they so feel that they're different. Than, see, you know what? You can't you can't empathize with them, Jack. And uh, you know that's fine. That's your business. If you don't want to empathize with someone, okay. And you don't get to decide for them. So that's really the ultimate I, issue. I do get to decide that. that there's not a thing into my little girl's bathroom. Oh, what the hell does that matter? Really? You think that's you think that's what the motivation is? But behind somebody going, somebody changing their their gender, they like little girls. Apparently, thanks for the call, Jack. Ludicrous paranoia. Wow, you know what is even silly about that? A guy in your bathroom. If there was a guy in my bathroom, I wouldn't really care because I go into the stall and I close (laughs) the door and I pee. It's not like I'm just exposed. You know, I go to the bathroom and I take my clothes off, and there's this guy in there. I mean, you. This, this a lot of this is just people's own insecurities, and I'm not. Sure I, it is, I'm not saying Jack. That was his name, right, Jack? Jack yeah. Uh, yeah, Jack. I'm not saying you're insecure. I'm just saying that, like, you know, at the end of your call, you had some very good points. Like, it doesn't ma- Like, it really shouldn't matter what's in someone's head. It should matter how they treat you and how they treat other people and how respectful they are. And you know, I can't imagine that anyone would want to like volunteer for th- this type of surgery unless it was that important to them. Right. Clearly. This yep. is something that, I mean, obviously people like Jack are going to have uh, negative opinions yeah. about this. And this is one of the reasons why it's so difficult to be gay in America. And it's certainly difficult to be transgender, which is even more unusual, I think, than, uh, yeah. than being gay. Pe- people aren't doing this for fun. Let's go to, an- uh, to Anonymous calling from somewhere out there. Hello, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, um, that last caller, good grief. I need to say something. Um, I am transgendered. 
And uh, I have been this way my entire life. I'm in my 30s. Um, I'll just, I'm going to just take this moment to come out right here. I'm going to be brave about this. Um, I've talked with you before, and uh, we talked about uh, the International Property Maintenance Code a couple of years ago. Um, but uh, I'm dealing. I mean, I'm dealing with it. I deal with it on a daily basis. You mean discrimination or the idea of being transgendered, or what are you dealing with? Well, being transgender, but I mean, I'm finally. I mean, I'm at peace with it. You know. When did you realize? Um, I mean, you said it was your whole life. Uh, this uh, Jenna Talakova from the competition in Canada, the Miss Universe. She said she knew when she was four. Did you have a certain point yeah. at which you were yeah. real sure? Yes, yeah. yes. And because of the way um, my situation was, I couldn't really fully come out about it. Sure. Um, I don't know if you remember, but you had talked to you had talked to Scott from West Virginia several years ago. About the international property maintenance. The, the the code thing sounds familiar, but I don't really you know. It's I hardly remember I what I talked to who I talked to last anyway, week. Anyway, but anyway, it's okay. But but I um, but I finally come to terms with it. I'm at peace with it. Um, and I'm right. uh, and you don't doing have to. What I need to do right, and you don't have. I mean, are you going to have a uh, like a an actual uh, you know sex change, or are you just okay Eventually. with? Eventually, but you know, for right now, I'm okay with it. I, right. you know, I, I mean, I do cross dress. I mean, I, every day, and, and I do the, you know, I do the normal thing. But I mean, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm happy. Hey, if you've ever been to a drag show, uh, you know that those people have more fun anyway. So uh, <laughs> I'm glad to hear that uh, that you are out. And uh, congratulations. Appreciate hearing from you, Scott or Anonymous. Appreciate the call. It's been Ian here with you. And Bradley. And Julia. All right, so we will uh, return tomorrow night. You can join us online, of course, in the meantime, over at freetalklive.com. Songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R A J A M O J O. Raja Mojo. today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at cdbaby.com.